1: Welcome to AutoCorrect. We're helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady on mechanic, Allison Walker, who is ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Hello. How are you today? Pretty good. Still waking up, I think. All right. Uh, between your vehicle repair questions, we're going to talk about Natchez's auto Fe- or Eurofest with the founder, director, and classic car owner himself, Mike Marsh. Welcome, Mike. Hey, Mike. Thank you. Thank
0: you, ladies, for having me.
1: Well, we're so yes. glad to have you. So let's let's uh, run through some of the details, and we'll have all of this on our website, mpbonline.org slash autocorrect, if anyone mention, uh, misses it. Tell us about uh, Eurofest. Where is it? When is it? Good. Stuff okay, like that.
0: What is right. it? <laughs> the fourth annual Natchez Eurofest will be held Saturday, April the 6th at Rosalie Plantation, which is... Almost right downtown on the bluffs of the Mississippi River, there in Natchez. And beautiful, Annabelle absolutely home. beautiful lawn. We'll have approximately 125 to 150 automobiles out on the lawn. From for Europe, that. just yes.
2: European. Your yeah. Alfa Romeos, um, and you're Italian, so we'll have some Ferrari, uh, Mercedes, BMW, Audi. Sob maybe some sobab yep
0: we'll have yeah. uh, we'll have MGs. we'll have a total of eighteen different European classes, and all the oh. cars are European, including the motorcycles are european oh yeah it is free to the exhibitors which is very rare in auto show business it is free to the public and it will begin at ten o'clock on Saturday the 6th of April and the award ceremony starts at 4 o'clock and we will have the awards right there on the drive up red carpet in front of our hospitality tent and as I said it is free to the public and you'll get a chance to see in addition to Ferraris Maseratis, Lamborghinis a lot of Porsche this year a lot of Porsche and Mercedes Benz exceptional uh, limited production models new cars that are very very rare and one of the big features of this year's show is we're gonna have our featured mark is gonna be alpha male. We're gonna have right now we've got nineteen alpha males entered. Fourteen of them are going to come to the show, and Sunday after the show, going to drive up the Trace for all the way to Natchez for a three-day drive. Oh wow! And we've got car, those cars are coming from far away as North Carolina and Illinois, and they're going to start their drive with the Natchez Shiro Fest. On you Saturday mean and drive 6. up to Nashville? Nashville, I'm sorry. Right, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Nashville, up the Trace to Nashville. So
1: it's not just uh, old antique cars.
0: No, the show actually is is it's two shows in one. If a car is 25 years or older, it is considered to be vintage. Okay. So we have vintage classes, and then we have newer special interest classes. But to be in special interest, you have to be a special interest. You have to be limited production. Yeah. For instance, we've got a high-dollar Porsche coming out of New Orleans that's one of only 150 in the world, and it had to be special ordered. Mm-hmm. You had to wait about a year and a half to get it, and it's— Got six hundred awesome. something horsepower. It's just what Porsche is that? Uh, it's a, a Turbo S. It's big, nice. okay. big car. I mean, and it's got awesome. a special color paint with black racing stripes down a yellowish gold. It uh, that
1: makes me excited.
0: It's quite a it's quite a <laughs> car. Yeah. The, well, the right. special
1: cars are they brought by dealerships or are they by the owners?
0: No, no. They all, all of the cars that are exhibited in Natchez are owners' cars. Uh, we don't have any. European dealers in Natchez to begin with. And unfortunately, I've tried to get dealers from New Orleans or Baton Rouge or Jackson, but all those dealerships have zone requirements. So they can't advertise outside of their zone or participate oh, wow. in events okay. outside of their zones. So we're limited. We uh, have as one of our sponsors, although they don't bring any cars to Natchez, Ferrari of Atlanta. They participate over here because they have special permission from Ferrari. For Roy doesn't have a dealership here, so Atlanta gets to come to to Jackson, but they don't be they're not able to go down to Natchez.
2: Okay. All right. So yeah. they'll be at the one in the October it, Eurofest. Yeah. at the Renaissance. Which people like, might like to know that. If you can't get down to Natchez now for this Eurofest, there's one in October? Yes, two? the
0: second Saturday in October. And it'll at, be at the Renaissance. The, it'll be yeah. at the Renaissance. And this year will be our 11th. It was the oh, granddaddy wow, of the Eurofest. okay. And Natchez was a spring spinoff that the people of Natchez, uh, particularly the young lady who's headed the Chamber of Commerce down there, Debbie Hudson, came to me, and we started talking over 10 years ago. And because of her persistence, she not only wanted to have the show, she lined up a lot of local sponsors that made the show possible. All right. So our
1: listeners, if you're interested and you want to ask Mike some questions about European cars or being a collector, or uh, or if you want to uh, um, ask Allison some questions about uh getting a re- your car repaired we'd love for you to give us a call this morning 1877 mpb ring that's 1877 672-7464. You can also send us an email, auto at mpbonline.org. Well, Mike, I'm a looky-loo. I love to kind of wander around and pretend, oh, this is my car, oh, oh, yeah. oh this <laughs> is my car. You know, pick pick which one is going to be my car. Um, do the owners, is it up to the owner? Would they let you sit in them?
0: That's, that's strictly up to the owner. Oh, okay. We put out cards that we ask the public not to touch. Okay. But many, many owners like to talk to the public. They love to let the kids get in the car and take photos, etc. And uh, that's one of the great things about the show. And, and everybody that comes to the show has got a story about one of the cars at the show. I learned to drive on one of those. I used to date a girl that had one of. Those. Her dad <laughs> let me drive it and uh, some of the Some of the personal stories that I hear as I walk around and visit with people uh, i 'll share with you uh, a couple of years ago at one of the shows. A, a young fellow about ten years old, and his dad were looking at cars, and his dad said boy that 's a good looking maserati isn 't it charles and he said dad that 's not a maserati that 's a mcLaren
2: so <laughs> ten year old knew what he was
0: looking at and, and well, dad thought nice. he knew, you know yeah. so. Those kind of stories just are all over. And typically... When people come to the show, they think, well, I'm going to go and we'll take a look and then we'll go on and go to the soccer game or whatever. But the average person spends about four and a half to five hours at the show. By the time you look at in detail and if, if you're a photographer and you want to take a lot of pictures, come real early before the people get there so you can take a good picture of the car without it being surrounded by a lot of people.
1: Well, there'll be a lot going on in Natchez this weekend because of this spring pilgrimage and right. y'all are going to have a bad... Bag, Bagpipe bag bag and, and drum right. band. Yeah,
0: they performed this past week in the uh, uh, parade in Jackson, the right. St. Patrick's Day. Oh. It's the Hub City Highlanders, a Bugle and uh, 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 Bagpipe and Drum Corps. Okay. They're going to perform right after we have uh, the presenting of the colors at uh-huh. 10 o'clock, followed by the national anthem. Then they're going to take over and perform with the official opening of the show and march the field and uh, play a few... Uh, Scottish bagpipe nice. uh, songs, for
1: and uh, yeah. uh, there'll be some Southern bells in yeah. their costumes yeah. out. The,
0: the people, particularly from up north, that come, uh, right? We've had people from Chicago, Illinois, uh, Indiana, etc. They like to have the bells come stand beside their car and take <laughs> pictures. I mean, it's, it's indigenous to Natchez. I mean, that's, right? That's part yeah. of Natchez, and they want to take that home. with right, them. So, right? That's that's a fun thing we do as well.
1: Oh nice. the and, and uh, you get to see the, it's down by the river so you'll get to see the river but then it's also close enough to town
0: Yes absolutely it it literally is a, about a block maybe a block and a half from the central part of Natchez. So uh, people can walk. And one thing we're doing this year, uh, our good friends at Rosalie Mansion uh, are allowing our participants to tour the mansion at half price. If if you have on your credentials, you'll be able to tour the mansion at half price. Plus, Natchez has two hop-on, hop-off buses. So if somebody from Moline, Illinois wants to take a quick tour of Natchez, they can get on one of those buses at half price and drive by all the beautiful Homes that the bus driver narrates everything for them.
1: Well, and it's not too late if if you've got uh, your Aston Martin in the garage at home. It's not too late to sign up to show it, is it?
0: That's correct. We will we will uh, cease registration at midnight this Sunday, and then we have the task of putting all the classes together, positioning them on the field with the map and everything. So uh, and in addition to the Eurofest show per se, which is a competition, we have three corrals, one for Mercedes-Benz, one for Porsche, and one for BMW. Those corrals are for owners that are not ready to to be in a competition, but yet they're car people and they want to gather and show their cars. So we'll have an average of 20 cars in each of those corrals, and that's on the side in addition to the competition cars. So there's a lot to see on the grounds of Rosalie Plantation on April the 6th.
1: And well, so that's Saturday. And if if folks in Mississippi are driving around Friday, they might get in for a little treat, wouldn't they?
0: Yeah. uh, Thank you for helping me remember that. Uh, (laughs) Friday, we're going to have four different Different drives. One is going to start in Memphis. They're going to drive down to Nat- to uh, Jackson, hook up with the Nax- uh, Jackson folks, go down the Trace. Then in New Orleans, about the same time, another drive is starting, going to Baton Rouge, hooking up with the Baton Rouge collection of cars. And they're all going to come together in Natchez. And then about 4.30, they're going to be escorted through Natchez in a parade, going downtown through Natchez, out to the View Hotel, which is on the river, uh, the us on the far south side of Natchez, and if you can't make the show on Saturday and you're in Natchez, that will be quite. We'll probably have about fifty cars in that uh, caravan going to the View Hotel on Friday, the fifth. The,
1: uh, and a lot of the show, the cars they had their photos are already on the website.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You can go. You can go to our website www dot euro, e u r o hyphen dash fest, f e s t dot net, and you can see all the particulars about the show and you can see all the entries that have been entered so far. And it, that will be updated, incidentally, I'm glad you brought that up, that will be updated today. We had three entries come in last night, and that will be updated today.
1: All right. Well, Mike's not going anywhere, but we do need to take a little bit of break. So if you have a question for Mike, maybe you want some tips on how to uh, store your vintage car or where can you pick up a new McLaren. I can't say that with a straight face. (laughs) Remember, Allison is here, too. If you've got your vehicle repair questions, she's just fantastic, folks. Let's let's, uh, call in and give Allison some love too. Um, When we come back, we'll continue with our car collecting and Eurofest questions. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING That's 1-877-672-7464 You can also send us an email, auto at mpbonline.org Is your car under recall? We'll have a list of ones that are when we come back. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to AutoCorrect. I'm with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. Now, if you can't listen to our show all the way through live, please do find our podcast. I like to listen to podcasts when I am out walking my dog. We do that so much. And uh, the husband now, it's uh, brighter and lighter in the dark in in the evening. So we have lots of time to go walk listening to podcasts. Here are the recalls for the week. Only one company. It's the 2017 and 2019 model year Porsche. Panameras, Panamera hybrids, and... What did you say? Cayenne's? Cayenne? And it's dealing with the instrument cluster. Uh, you can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration website, nhtsa.gov slash recalls, and you just put in your VIN number. Our guest is Mike Marsh, and we're talking about Eurofest in Natchez. It's the first Saturday in April and a little bit of Friday before. Let's go ahead. We've got some calls. Let's go to Alan, who is on the road. Alan, be extra careful, but we're glad you've called in. Uh, Go ahead, please.
3: Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'll try to keep this brief. Um, My girlfriend, she has a Chevy Cruze. Her key recently broke. We can use the uh, the actual key portion, but the clicker itself, you know, it's detached from it. For a while, we used the uh, clicker to actually turn the key when it's in the ignition, but uh, the metal has been sheared off, so we can't use it anymore. Yesterday, I used a wrench to start the car. I, I used the wrench to uh, turn the key when it was in the ignition. I turned it on that time. But this morning, uh, when I tried to do the same with the wrench, uh, it said that there was a theft detection system. And uh, I tried to unplug my battery and plug that back in. I, heard, I read online that that's, that would do the trick, but it didn't. Do you have any advice on how to get around that?
1: How to get around it? Now, no. let me help me understand. Alan, the key broke off in the ignition. <laughs>
3: Well, uh, it happened about two weeks ago. Um, So, again, I have the clicker and I have the key. They're not connected. So we used the clicker for a while to kind of, you know, (laughs) kind of just jam its way through uh, and turn it to the ignition. But we've done that so many times that the metal is sheared. Um, So basically, I'm just trying to avoid having to buy and, you know, shell out some money for another key. So I was just wondering if there were any tips for getting through the theft detection system, but also, you know, how to use my key when it's broken, I guess, as well.
2: Um well I'm sorry there's no quick way to get around those these days on cars there um cars are they get stolen so so very much it's gotten sure. very very complicated with the security systems on them this is a dealer you have to take it to the dealer and have it put on their computer to Probably make a new key. You may need a new ignition cylinder, and to reprogram it and turn off that your security that's keeping your car from turning on. Unfortunately, with the, it, yours is a, I imagine it's a late model. What year is your cruise?
3: I think it's uh two
2: thousand eight maybe, yeah, so that's the situation you're looking at with with your car. probably what would have been the best is when that when that clicker initially messed up to go ahead and have it fixed in, so it might yeah. cost a little bit more to fix it now, maybe mm-hmm. um. So for people to know in the future with these little clickers, when you have a problem with them, you're going to kind of have to go ahead and get them checked out And um, because it's not like old systems anymore. Like you've done, you've set the security system off. It won't let you crank the car until you tell it to come off. Now, I have had luck before with Googling for your specific car how to turn off the security system. Some of them, it's hold the key in the own position for a certain amount of time. Some of them, it's press the button for a certain amount time some of them have buttons on the cars you can hold so you might want to google that and see if there's a, a way to turn it off and then you might can crank it again the way you've been cranking it um you can you can try that um but uh, but but short of that that you'd have to take it to the dealership and have them to program to turn that turn it off
3: All right, thanks for your help.
2: You're All very right. welcome. Thanks, Alan. Now, would he need to
1: take his car to the dealer to get the key or could he go to the dealer get a key and then but he, so he may have to have it towed in may have to yikes all right that's why you always try to keep two keys <laughs> try to keep two keys it's, try to, it's keep hard. two keys all right and if my kid in oxford is listening i need my other van key back get it to jackson <laughs> all right <laughs> let's go to tim in south haven tim we're so glad that you've called into Correct. go ahead Hey, t- hey, Tim, We're, you're on uh, uh, Autocorrect hey. with Allison and Liz and Mike. Go ahead. I've got a 2005
4: Chevy Suburban, and every time I go to fuel the thing, it kicks off about every gallon
3: like it's full.
2: Oh, really? So your flo- yeah. it sounds like your in-tank floaters acted up. They're a resistor in there that lets the value know what level your tank is at, and that can mess up. And so you have to replace that unit, the, um, that, uh, I forget what it's called right now off the top of but it just tells you the level of your fuel. It's a little float in there, and it's just a little mechanism. It's like a switch with the float and a lever on it, and as that goes up and down, and those can just get off, so you'd you have to replace it. It can just get to where it's reading values wrong and wear out just like anything else cuz it's constantly going up and down and so moving in and, the
4: tank or is it in the in the actual neck where the gasket
2: It's in the tank itself, so you would um you'd have to you'll have to drop the tank on that on your suburban to get to that one. And that's really not that hard. I'll be honest, that's a DIY. Just be careful that you're working with gas. You do it when your tank is low. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Because it is a pain to drop a heavy tank that's full of gas. I've done that. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Um, Thank you so much. You're very welcome. All right, Tim. We appreciate you. And if it's
1: a DIY for you, congratulations. It would not be a DIY. <laughs> why for me but that's why we're here we we try we try to address all levels of questions so if you have a question we would love to hear from you our number is 1877 MPB ring that's 1877 672 You can also send us an email Our address is auto at mpbonline.org We've got a call from James in Hernando James, we're so glad that uh, you've called in to auto-correct You're on the air, go ahead This may be similar to that previous question Okay. Uh, my wife has a
4: Chrysler
2: Town and Country 2005 and when she fills it full, and, and it will sputter and try to
4: go dead and so forth until she uh, revs the motor several times and gets it to run smooth. smooth. Uh, if she doesn't fill it full, there's no problem. What's going on?
2: I have absolutely no idea. do You think the fuel pump's acting up, Mike? Yep. All uh, right. So when it's getting full, it's just having a hard time pushing it through? Yep. Okay. Yep. And what year again did you say that was? Two thousand five. Two thousand five. I wonder if that one has an inline fuel filter. Um, changing that might help out the situation. It might. That one might have an in-tank fuel filter. But Mike here is a. Pretty pretty good car guy and he's guessing the fuel pumps acting up on it. So when it, you can you can count yeah, right it, in, Mike.
0: What's probably happening is he's getting too much fuel pressure with a fuel tank mm-hmm. and uh,
2: and this can't compensate. Yeah,
0: and a lot of times it's a diaphragm and a fuel pump, it's something fairly minor, uh, but that probably gonna get worse before it gets better.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Is there any danger of just remembering not to fill it up? It might just quit on you at some point, the fuel pump, and it won't crank at all. Okay. Eventually, it'll wear it out to where it where it does that, or, or it's, it's weakening as it is, and it's just a point of where it's gonna stop working. So um, that's a that's a good recommendation on that. That it could be the fuel pump. That sounds logical to me. So that might be where you want to start with your diagnosis and figuring it out. Or, okay. you know, you can keep babying it for a little bit, but just be aware. It, it could be a long time before it goes out. It could be soon. And, and, and baby, has it been doing it for a long time? Uh, the first time it did it was four or five years ago. Oh, okay. And I've just been real careful not to fill it full. Uh, she's been careful not to fill it full since then. That You can keep babying it like that or go ahead and replace the fuel pump. Some fuel pumps are not too terribly expensive, but it's the labor on it. Um, so on your car, it may be accessed right through up under the back seat, maybe, which would make your labor not as bad as having to drop a tank and then just putting the fuel pump in, which which is not very hard to do. Uh, okay, fooling with the well, fuel pump on any car generally is, is not very hard to do. Well, th- thank you, and I know she'll appreciate
1: it. Yes, All right. I mean. And look, thank you so much for calling in. If you've got a question about your car or you want to talk about European cars with the Eurofest's Mike uh, Marsh, who is our guest today, we would love for you to call in 1 672 7464. Let's take one more call before our break. Buddy from Inn, we seem to be all gas today. Buddy, what's your question or comment?
4: Uh, Yes, ma'am, it is with the gas also. Uh, You just spoke to a fellow about a Suburban and it cutting off constantly while he's filling. I have a 2006 Chevy Silverado, and mine does the same thing. When I went to the dealer to find out why it does that, they were telling me it's something to do with the evaporation canister system and the replacement part that they sell for it is like $500 just for the park.
2: You said a dealership told you that.
4: That's what the dealership. Now, did you told me. say
2: that your car is turning off, and you can see you're just having a level problem where it's not showing an accurate level?
4: Uh, as far as I know, my gauge has been reading fine. I don't have a problem there. It's just when I'm filling up, it constantly kicks off, like you know, okay, the, you've they full.
2: they actually and might be run right it about real that. Slow. What they what might be happening is that evap canister is full of charcoal, maybe it's stopped up but prob maybe it's just the valve itself is acting up. You, but you don't have a code for it, is that right? You don't have a evap
4: No, no solitude? code. And it's okay. a little bit it's not like the old fashioned canister that looked like a coffee can full of charcoal. Mm-hmm. It's some little plastic piece down there next to the tank and the one that they want that's the replacement part for it is like close to five hundred dollars for the part alone.
2: Goodness. Well, they actually might be correct on that because what it's doing, so for everyone out there, what it is on your fuel tank, back in the day they used to just vent the vapors right outside the car, which is a major, Mm -hmm. major emissions problem, caused a lot of gas, house, green, and smog and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It's really nasty stuff. So what they did is they vented it, and through the evaporative solenoid, a little canister or whatnot, they vented it into there, and that dissipated some of that vapor and then the rest of it went into your intake and back through your, your combustion on your engine. So what happens is when those clog up, if they, if they get stuck closed, the solenoid system on there, that opens and closes the valve to let the vapors out. It basically makes your tank, all that vapor stays inside of your tank and puts pressure on it. So... Um, well, it, it can the vapor cause a doesn't problem
4: come back up the fill tube, I mean, is there something that keeps the while you're filling up why doesn't the vapors come up the filling tube
2: well, um I maybe it's just blocked with the with the the um with the fuel coming in. I'm not sure that's a good question that's a good question because
4: yeah, it seemed like it was wide open and that nozzle's a lot smaller than that tube, right yeah I have to it was very, very, very slow to keep it from kicking off constantly while I'm trying to fill
2: it. Yeah, that's. I'm, it does kind of sound like that's that's the that's the direction that it's going in for it to the vapors just aren't getting out and it's causing pressure that's keeping you from being able to fill it up or it's seem like it's it's got too much it's got fuel in there and yeah. it's doing that so um, that does I honestly couldn't think of what else it could be on that but that's a common problem those those little evaporative systems act up just like any other system on a car. So that's right, that's yeah. a common problem. All right, buddy. Thanks so much. We appreciate uh, you calling in.
1: And I, uh, I guess I always get frustrated with the filling stations that the pump. Only goes it goes really it feels really slow. I try to yeah, but I guess I like that's the fast good to too. get the to get the air out. All right. Well, we're talking about the fourth annual Natchez Eurofest and car collecting. That's our topic for the day. But we're also taking your car repair questions, and we'll do so after the break. Our number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. You can also send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. What's an unreliable car to not buy? We'll get to that after the break. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Thinker Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. And I'm Liz Gill. I hope you've downloaded the app for your smartphone. It's the MPB public media app, so you can listen to all of our local shows and watch some TV shows, too. Consumer Reports has a list of 108 2007 to 2016 models that have a record of much worse than average overall reliability based on subscriber responses to their annual survey. And today we're going to caution you about the Chrysler town and country, but uh, who was it? James's spouse can uh, be good to know that uh, Consumer Reports had problems with model years. 2008 to 2011. So please consider reading up on the reliability of this car before purchasing it as a used car suggests consumer reports carcomplaints.com is another resource for unreliable car lists, but if you're interested in reliable car lists, and, and reliable <laughs> ones, if you're interested in reviews of new cars, Casey Williams is the automotive correspondent for WFYI, a public radio station in Indianapolis. He has reviewed cars and covered the auto industry for 25 years, and his review this week is on the 2019 Hyundai Santa Fe. And today we're talking about the fourth annual Natchez Eurofest with founder and director Mike Marsh. Mike, we had an email that came in. Who in central Mississippi is recommended to work on getting old Porsche running again? So how do you find a Porsche Mechanic.
0: There's probably a few people that uh, that are out there that I don't know about. But one person that I do know about that works on European cars exclusively, and he's the only person in town that I let work on my cars, which are all vintage Mercedes. Mm-hmm. His name is Ed Mackey. He's at European Automotive uh, uh, Repair on uh, Highway 51 right across from the uh, Risen uh, City Hall.
2: Okay. They and, and closed highly, down. I, uh, huh? They closed down. European automotive shut down. Well, or he maybe it, moved it to a Changed it smaller names. Okay. The
0: founder okay. passed away. His name okay. was Richard McCary, and his son, uh, Connor McCary, now okay. runs the business and, quite frankly, has done an excellent job expanding. They work on Mercedes, Porsche, BMWs, Rolls Royces, and mo- most of the older cars are uh, serviced by Ed Mackey. Okay. Now, the, the Porsche store, if you have a newer car, obviously that's where you want to take it. But most of their guys are not trained in cars that are twenty-five or thirty years old, and that is a that's a co- concern, Allison. That, that we have all over the country is that as these older fellas yeah. die off, yeah. There's not younger guys coming on that know how to tune a six-cylinder overhead cam, mechanically fuel injected Mercedes Benz, and it, it's concerning to me. Every time right. I go in and see Ed with a problem, I say, Ed, don't die on me. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, Ed that is an sure area that we're taking we. your vitamins. <laughs> well, that is a good area. I think uh, if I could shout out to anyone that's that's interested in cars, like there is a huge area of opportunity for employment with the car with the car business in different aspects and one of them is vintage registrations. Uh, my boyfriend does that sure. for a living and, and, sure. and, and he's booked up constantly. Sure. And um, and you know, there's a lot of opportunity for, for car different things in the automotive industry, but one of them is yeah, vintage vintage car repairs. Yeah. Very few people.
0: There are there's some great great vintage car clubs in the state of Mississippi, and if you have an older Alfa Romeo or you have an older Mercedes or Porsche or for older Ferrari, if you'll just talk to one of those members, they can direct you to somebody that knows what they're doing with that particular model or vintage car. They may say, oh, you're going to have to go to Memphis, or you're going to have to go to New Orleans, or you're going to have to go to Dallas. Yeah. I got a, I got a friend that lives uh, uh, down in Braxton that's got a McLaren. He's got to take it all the way to Dallas to get it serviced. So,
2: yeah. Well, if you send, we've got that's on an email so we can send information to him because my boyfriend does vintage restorations too. He'd be upset if I didn't mention that and he does a a great job.
0: He and his father do a great job. Yes, him and his father. They do, their expertise and their forte is British cars, but they're starting to expand out a little bit in other cars. Well, he's
2: got a Porsche coming in and he has worked on, um, I think, Ferrari and and he's done a Porsche before, Lotus. He has a Lotus that'll be at the Eurofest if anyone likes Lotuses.
0: Worked on Land Rovers.
2: Land Rovers. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's someone local, but we can send the information on to them. We will. All right. Let's go to Joseph in Biloxi. Joseph,
1: we're so glad you called in to autocorrect today. You're on the air. Please go ahead.
4: Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, 2015 uh, Silverada 2500 series, the door chimes. How do you turn those down other than through the radio on the settings? I mean, oh it, my God! You know they they come to, the the of speakers <laughs> and it will blow you out.
2: Oh man, you're gonna have to Google that one. Uh, if you can't, if you want, send an email and I'll see if I can figure it out. Um, but I wouldn't know until I sat there and, and I, I wonder. Read your owner's manual and see if there's a way to to maybe know. Have you looked in looked in your owner's manual and see oh, if there's? Yeah, well,
4: I mean, there is on your on your uh, settings through your. Um, your radio,
2: yeah, through your uh, infotainment.
4: It, yeah, you can you can turn the volume down, but even at the lowest settings, it's just it's overwhelming.
2: You can disconnect it.
4: I've thought about that. <laughs>
2: I don't have a problem with that. What's the worst? You <laughs> don't know your car doors open. Just throwing that out there because you know it's got the little. Yeah, it's a so real I mean, simple sort of sensor on/off belt. switch in your door.
4: Yeah, it's you know it's the seat belts. It's the you know, key in the ignition.
2: Is it all linked up to all that now? I know that that's yes. a possibility. Yeah, So yes. run through your PCM. There, there. You could get a hacker to come in and hack your system and turn it down even lower. That's short of that. I'm really not sure. Well, Joseph, our email is auto at
1: mpbonline.org. Um, Allison's fantastic about getting back to folks, so why don't you shoot us an email, and maybe she'll do some rummaging around for a 2015 Chevrolet 2500, and uh, she'll see what she can find. Okay, Joseph?
4: Very good. Y'all have a good day. All right.
1: Thank Thanks. you. Too. We're going to go now to Linda in Port Gibson. Linda, we're so glad that you've called in to autocorrect today. You're on the air. Go ahead.
2: Yes, I I only called to find out about the euro post and what time is it going to start.
0: It starts at 10 o'clock. The cars have to be in position by 9 o'clock, which is when the judging starts, but it officially opens at 10 o'clock. If you want to take good pictures of the cars before the crowd gets there, I would uh, recommend you get there by 9, certainly no later than 10. By about noon, uh, the crowd will peak, and it will be very crowded from about 12 to 3 or 4 in the afternoon.
1: And this is a week from Saturday
2: at Rosalie in Natchez. Right down down
0: the road from Port Gibson.
2: Hello? On April 6th. Hello? Uh Uh-oh. She can't hear us anymore, I don't think. Hello? (laughs) Hello, <laughs> Linda, I'm sorry you, you can't hear us.
1: Um, <laughs> we could hear you just fine. So we're going to remind everyone again, the fourth annual Natchez Eurofest is Friday is the drive in and the little parade through Natchez. Friday afternoon. Friday yeah. afternoon. Then uh-huh. Saturday, uh, 9, 10 a.m. If you're an early bird and you, you want right. to get your picture next Beat to the, the car crowds. and pretend like it's you yours.
0: And and you certainly want to be there by 10 o'clock to see the Hub City Highlanders from Hattiesburg, a bagpipe and drum corps that's going to be performing and marching on the parade grounds.
1: Nice. And it's not just cars, there's some motorcycles. Yeah,
0: we'll have uh, European motorcycles, uh, got motor goosies, uh, and uh, got some BSA, some English bikes. Uh, uh, That's always fun to look at those as well.
1: All right. And remember, it is Natchez Spring Pilgrimage time, so there's going to be a lot going on, so be patient, drive carefully, and uh, uh, just enjoy your day. All right, uh, Linda, I hope you were able to hear that. We're going to move on to Robert in Fairhope, and if anybody else has a question like Robert does, we would love for you to call in. Our number is 1-877- 672-7464. Our email is auto at mpbonline.org. Robert, you're on the air. Please go ahead.
3: Good morning.
4: Is it, good, morning. good morning.
2: A little good. bit. I'm okay yeah, with yeah. that.
4: <laughs> anyway, what the, your European auto uh, brought to mind, my first car was a 58 Morris Minor. And I you driving and drive it into European Auto in St. Yeah. Louis. And the reason for the story is the gentleman, the mechanic, would come out in his white lab coat, stand at the exhaust, and have me do different things, choke and whatever, and just ride on the clipboard. And I was very impressed.
2: I, so I should maybe take that tip? I, I <laughs> like the idea of that. So more like a doctor.
4: Yeah, I agree. And you like this that, huh? Yeah, no, it impressed me. This is my question. I got a 2005 Buick LeSabre. When it's cold, it moves through the gears. The transmission moves the gear without a, without a whimper. But as it warms up, I get a bump as it goes through the first, at least the first two uh, gears. Is there any cheap tricks, any any uh, oil additives, transmission fluid additives that might help the viscosity? Because I've got a feeling it's a viscosity problem.
2: Okay. Uh, so what I would do, if it were me, is I would do a drain and fill and a, feet, a filter change. Real simple, do not do a flush. Do not do a flush unless for some reason you have been changing the transmission fluid on time and you know that for a fact. Anyway, drain and fill is real simple, it's real similar to an oil change, but to do the drain and fill, you can just drain it out just like an oil oil change. I like to measure how much oil comes out so Mm. I know exactly how much to put back in and then I check that. Uh, I got a bucket from Ace that has my measurements on how many quarts. And I drained it into that that bucket. I know how many quarts come out. It's probably going to be about four quarts of transmission fluid. Make darn sure you put the right transmission fluid back in. I actually like to get my transmission fluid from the dealership so I know exactly what's right. Uh, You know, unless I see it on the computer myself at O'Reilly's or somewhere, I, I, I like to just go to the dealership for transmission fluid. And it costs the same. Um, So, you know, you can put that back in. But to do the filter, you'd have to drop the pan on there and put the filter in. And that's something I would get at a dealership, too. See if that helps. If that does not, then you might want to take it to a transmission specialist, and it may be something more serious, like need a rebuild, like your clutches are slipping on your transmission. And... Uh, your your pressures aren't right, but cleaning that out might get your pressures right where it's 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 shifting the way it's supposed to be instead of bumping. There are some additives that you can add to your transmission, but I would do the fluid change first. And if that doesn't work, you might can try an additive for smoother shifting. And um, and see if that helps. I have heard of that of that those helping. So that's there is a chance that those do. And then after that, you're you're kind of looking at a more serious repair. But that's where I would start a drain and fill with the filter change. All right. You're All right, very Robert. Welcome. We're glad that you called in. So well, then, there should be a Morris Minor at the EuroFest. I think I saw one in, at the Renaissance last year. First year,
0: one best show ah. at the Renaissance. Well, Guy well, from Memphis well, had one. It was immaculate. Nice. And it was it was neat. It was neat in that that. Uh, uh, we we taped that show. We taped videoed that show, and a little lady from Ireland came by, and she knew the car. She, she had one as a kid. They used to go to church in it, and we heard her on the on the video. It's on it's on the. Our website. The very first video, she just went on about it, and she almost started crying.
2: Oh, <laughs>
1: people get emotional was, about it, the cars. Yeah,
0: and the the guy from uh, Memphis was so surprised and pleased. He said, "It's just a simple little car, and it's with mm-hmm. all these Ferraris and these big right. cars, and all of a sudden, yeah. But it's immaculate, and yeah. it's your car, and people loved it.
1: Yeah, and,
0: but it, we hadn't had too many Morris spiners since then.
1: All right. Well, we're going to continue discussing classic European cars, but we got to. A quick break. Uh, don't forget the free Eurofest in Nash- Nash- Natchez the first Friday and Saturday. And uh, we're also taking your repair questions. Don't forget our email address auto at mpbonline.org. Linda, hang on. What's new in the news? Hang on a minute, we'll tell you. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show at mpbonline.org slash autocorrect. I'm Liz Gill. I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASC certified. And I've got Mike Marsh with us from Eurofest. And Sunday is the last day to sign up to show your car in Natchez on the grounds of Rosalie. Here's what's in the news this week. Uh, 24-7 Wall Street review. The average number of days each car model sat on a dealer's lot before being sold or days turned in in the U.S. market in 2018. Based on the data provided by Kelly Blue Book, the average well-selling new car usually spends about 30 to 40 days on a dealer's lot, but they have a list of 26 cars that it took more than 130 days to sell, so these are either unpopular cars or just cars that for some reason aren't selling and they are the number one was a mitsubishi lancer which the average day was on the lot for 195 days a volkswagen touring was 194 volvo 60 series fiat 500 and the chrysler 200 so use that information as you will all right. Let's go back. Linda has called back in. Let's see. Uh, Linda, were you able to hear us to hear the information about uh, the Eurofest? Uh
2: Yes. I just have one question. Okay.
3: Okay. Um, are they going to have the
2: Lamborghinis and uh, Bugattis?
0: At the Eurofest, uh, we're going to have a Lamborghini, but as of right now, we have no Bugattis entered. No Bugattis. No Bugattis. They're just they're few and far between around here.
2: Okay. Well, I'll try to get there early so I can take pictures with with the Lamborghini. Good
0: deal. That would be great.
2: I'll okay. be walking around out there. I'm going to wear a blue dress for everyone, else, so I'll be out there at Eurofest too. If anyone wants to say hey to me, I'll be there uh, Friday and Saturday all day long.
1: All right. Well, thanks again for calling, Linda. Let's go right. to Stacy in Biloxi. Stacy, we just have a little bit of time. What's your question? Uh, we have a 1998 Jag XK8, and uh, we need to know somebody who's reliable that will work on the transmission. It does not, we think it does not need to be replaced. Okay. Transmission
2: work. Well, I tell you luxury. what, Stacey, on that, if you'll email us, I'll send you uh, who I recommend for transmissions. It's someone here in Jackson, and I, I adore them. They're Durabilt in uh, downtown Jackson, and they've been doing it for years and, years and years and years and years. I'd like to have him as a guest on here, but he's so busy. Um, but that's who I recommend. But if you email us, we can send you the information. And, um, okay. And, and he's willing to work on Jags because we have a lot of haven't seen where there was anything he wasn't willing to work on but you could talk to him and find out and if he doesn't know or he doesn't do it then he would probably know what direction to go in for you all right okay. uh, i got one more i got one okay, more go ahead. Okay. <laughs> kind of,
1: uh, mini cooper we have a uh, ah. mini cooper nice so anybody in the
2: Biloxi area that We'll work on that. Oh, you're in the Biloxi area. Um, you, you, you know what? Let me see if I can find someone in the area. This is, again, like email all that information, and we'll see okay. what we can do to, to help you out with that best we can. Okay. Thank you, Allison.
1: You're very welcome. All right. Thanks. Uh, Aaron. I need you to send us an email, auto at mpbonline.org. Okay, Mike, we got 30 seconds. Remind everybody about the fourth annual Natchez Eurofest.
0: It's an all-European automobile show with motorcycles that will be held at Rosalie Mansion in Natchez, Mississippi, on Saturday, April the 6th. The show will start at 10 o'clock, but the cars will be in place by 9 o'clock if you want to take good pictures. Come early before the crowd gets there. We will have a food truck there. Uh, The Highlanders from Hattiesburg... Bagpipe and drum corps will perform at 10 o'clock. So there's going to be a lot going on. We hope you can make it. It is free to the public, and it is free to exhibitors.
1: All right. And all right. exhibitors have until Monday morning. they got to get it in this weekend if they want to show off their car.
0: That's correct. Right now, I'm estimating we're going to have at least 125 cars, maybe oh, as wow. many as 150, all total on the field. So Great. we've got room for one or two more. Just barely. <laughs> well,
1: Allison and awesome. Michael will be there. I'm afraid I have to go visit my mom so I won't be able to come, but I hope everyone has a great time. This is going to wrap us up for AutoCorrect. Our call screener today has been Jay White. Our board engineer has been Michelle McAdoo. For Allison Walker, who you can follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, The Lady Auto Mechanic, I'm Liz Gill. Up next is our Thursday Southern Remedy Show Kids and Teens with Dr. Morgan McLeod, but join us next week for AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.